0: Talking Aerospace Today, a podcast for the aerospace and defense industry, a place that brings the promise of tomorrow's technology to the ears of our listeners today. I'm your host, Scott Salswedel. Welcome to our five part series, Accelerating Productivity Through Digital Transformation. As you might imagine, maximizing productivity throughout the AD product lifecycle is key to success and significant profits. Today, in our final podcast, we'll be discussing how to accelerate production ramp up. Before we get started, to recap our last episode, we talked about program execution excellence, program management using a digital thread. If you missed it, I urge you to chase that one down. In this podcast, we're talking about ways to accelerate production ramp-up using intelligent manufacturing. Now, this is one area that's evolving fast. We're talking about advanced visualization using augmented and virtual realities, the digital factory, and so much more. So let's get started. I'm pleased to introduce my special guest, Dale Tutt, who is the Vice President of Aerospace and Defense at Siemens Digital Industry Software. Welcome, Dale. Thanks for stopping by. Before we dive in, could you please share with our listeners your background and your role at Siemens? Hello, Scott. Very happy to be here today.
1: So before I joined Siemens, I worked in the aerospace and defense industry for about 30 years in various engineering and and program leadership roles. My most recent position, I was the Vice President of Engineering at the Spaceship Company, uh, we were working with Virgin Galactica in developing spaceships for commercial space tourism. Before that, I was at Textron Aviation or Cessna Aircraft Company for about 18 years and a number of engineering and uh, program management roles there as well. My, my last real big program at, before I left there, I was the chief engineering program director for the Textron Airlines Scorpion jet. We went from a concept sketch to first flight of an all-new tactical aircraft in about 23 months, which was pretty fast for the industry. And uh, you know, before that, I had some uh, time as well at Bombardier Learjet and General Dynamics Space Systems Division. So a mix of space and 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 aircraft uh, in my career. But now at Siemens, I'm the vice president of the aerospace and defense industry, and uh, we do a lot of the industry strategy development and work on developing product solutions for the aerospace and defense industry and for our customers in the industry so that we can provide solutions that meet our customers' needs. So I get to work with the, all of our product lines and, and our global sales teams, and, and it's a lot of fun in this role.
0: Great. Thank you, Dale. Since this podcast series is on productivity, why don't we first take a minute and discuss the many ways in which an OEM or supplier can increase productivity?
1: The four main areas that we've been talking about, we Model based systems engineering, really this uh, ability to orchestrate your technical program. And, and it really is, it connects, it's a digital thread that connects a lot of these other engineering as supply chain management, program management and, and, and manufacturing activities. We then talked a lot about uh, accelerating product design and, and how companies can use a digital thread in their PLM system to, to really support an agile product development process. The heart of it, all of it, I guess, uh, sometimes uh, the improving program management with our integrated program planning execution solution. Uh, today, we want to talk about accelerating your production ramp up. And this will be a, a good story, good discussion around intelligent manufacturing and flexible automation and how a digital factory can really help a company uh, ramp up their production rate faster and deliver their product to their customers faster. So it's, uh, it's often where the rubber hits the road with a, with a lot of these development programs. Okay, so
0: accelerating production ramp-up through intelligent manufacturing. Um, there are so many facets here. There's AR, VR, the digital factory, additive manufacturing, the IIoT. All of these by themselves are even better. Working nicely together can vastly improve a and productivity. So, Dale, let's begin by first discussing the common challenges manufacturers face today.
1: The, the manufacturing process is always kind of at the end of the process, and uh, and, and everything flows down to them. And so they suffer from, you know, late design changes and, and impacting their ability to produce product. They've got to be able to bring in new materials and technologies and, and sometimes do it very quickly. You know, and I think one of the questions, especially when you're setting up a new factory or maybe you're modifying an existing factory line, is how do you set it up to be the most efficient? You have so many moving parts bringing, you know, today's complex aerospace products together. And the topic today is how do you incorporate automation into your production line while managing your investment. And this is a big topic as companies look at, you know, more efficient ways of producing products. And then finally, how do you deliver your final product? How, how can you verify that with all of these, you know, customizations that might happen on your product that, that you actually, you know, your as built matches, your as designed as it's coming off the product line. So uh, it, those are the big challenges a lot of these guys have to deal with. How is
0: manufacturing changing in in the traditional factory
1: you know as you look at a lot of the factories and over the last you know 20 30 years i was talking to a guy that uh, was from one of the automotive companies that we were doing you know some benchmarking when i was at textron they were kind of surprised because they were used to seeing a lot of you know automation and they were surprised at how much hand labor there still was in building in building a lot of airplanes uh, and this is you know ten or fifteen years ago, but they still these are very kind of conservative manufacturing concepts. Uh, sometimes the state of the art hasn't changed that much. They still rely a lot on assembly labor uh, labor to build uh, these products. So you have a lot of tooling associated with that, and you have a lot of people associated with it. And there's there's a cost of training, and you know make sure you know how to keep your people safe in in these assembly lines. And really, you know, the cost of automation has been deemed to be too expensive uh first of the production rate that a lot of these aerospace companies are at. So this there's always this trade off of automation versus labor hours. So, you know, I was talking about there's you know, they're using a lot of assembly labor, but you know, the challenge has been is that automation has been seen as something for an automotive company because they might produce, you know, three her three or four hundred thousand cars a year. And so they can they can implement automation But you know, an airplane manufacturer might go, "Well, I'm going to produce sixty a year, so why would I want to invest in all that money?" So it's 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 been a challenge. And then finally, there's just still a lot of paper processes out there. So you see books traveling around with parts, and you see a lot of paper, and and everything's just kind of a paper trail. And it's really sometimes it's hard to get you know keep track of, and brings the factory to a halt when there's a part that shows up and there's no piece of paper hanging off of it. So. It really is. It really does bring a lot of challenges to the factories today.
0: Yeah, it sounds like they still have a long way to go. Wow. But there's the digital factory
1: and that we are
0: seeing manufacturing changes in the digital factory as
1: well. We're starting to see a lot of state of the art manufacturing facilities really bringing in some of this uh, advanced technology. So you, you want your your factories to be smarter and more connected to bring that intelligence to the factory floor so that you can start to automate some of your managing your process controls. You want it to be easy to adapt to these changes, either changes in your product or maybe demand fluctuations. And so there's always a lot of demand to have different customizations. Say if you're an aircraft manufacturer that for commercial aircraft, each one coming off the line might be different and you have different customer demands and you want to be more flexible to that. But you also see like, you know, today's environment where you're starting to see big changes in demand and, and how do companies accommodate that? You want to bring in flexible automation. So uh, how do you bring in automation smartly? And maybe, you know, when I talk about flexible automation, sometimes you're replacing tooling with some automation or with some robots. But but because of the production rates, you're not going to have a robot just sitting there doing the same thing over and over again. You maybe need to have that robot do four or five different things. And so a uh, different environment. Additive manufacturing is changing how everyone is looking at building parts. And I think in 10 years, you'll start to see this really come online. And then finally, how do you present the information to the technicians, you know, so that you have advanced work instructions that can be on any device. You move away from paper, maybe you start moving into augmented reality.
0: Wow. So Dale, how would our customers survive and even thrive in this kind of environment?
1: With the accelerator portfolio that really you know connects your engineering to your production and, and service environments, the key there is that having that digital twin that enables you to uh, truly achieve this uh, true concurrent engineering, and be able to shift some of these processes to the left, so that you're able to really evaluate your manufacturing processes at the same time that you're designing your products, and and so that brings that man- that voice of manufacturing uh, further to the left in your design processes. We're seeing advanced automation where you can bring more automation, to, and more importantly, you can bring it faster into your factory line. You do this through your plant simulation. Your simulation of your automation and then you're able to verify it with virtual commissioning. So, you know, when you think about how much investment you make in tools and you make in into your automation and even just setting up a plant, you send tens of millions or maybe a hundred million dollars. If you can use utilize virtual commissioning, you can really identify any issues early on and, and you can design those out early in the process. And, and so you don't run into a problem, you know, when you. Are standing standing up your uh, line, doing the physical commissioning. Uh, you reduce the risk of changes that come out of there. So, and then we're able with the flexible open environment, with our tool sets, with our uh, full lifecycle management system, you're able to incorporate new materials and technology faster. So, because it's easier to connect to it with this open environment, and then really with IoT and all the tools that are now available, you're able to leverage your you leverage more data. To close the loop on your production processes and really provide insights into both how your product is designed and how your production process is designed and really optimize it. So we bring a lot of tools uh, together to really help uh, you know, companies make this digital transition into their uh, factory.
0: Great. So, yeah, that was going to be my next question is how specifically uh, do we help our customers really along the lines of intelligent manufacturing?
1: As I mentioned and I you know go into a little more detail you know the comprehensive digital twin of your product and your production processes and 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 the key here is is that the physical environment is going to be a clone of the virtual environment so you've designed everything in the virtual environment and now the physical environment is really intended to be a clone of that and as I mentioned it really helps you identify early identification of any design and tooling issues and again before you start investing a lot of money in your manufacturing facility or or even just committing to your product design. Something I didn't mention about, you know, the having the twin is really this ability to rapidly evaluate different concepts to, to how you build a part and how to understand the trade offs. So this is really a key element of, of design for manufacturability and, and, and automation. And, and so the ability to quickly look at these different concepts uh through good simulation you're not building physical mockups you're doing this in the digital twin it, it can really transform how you're how you're looking at your manufacturing processes and, and it can help you go a lot faster in standing up your production line we're able to offer closed loop manufacturing so you're connecting your PLM system to your ERP and your manuf- uh, your MES or your manufacturing execution system so you're managing this very complex uh aerospace and defense product with this full digital thread that connects from your engineering all the way into all of your manufacturing processes. And, and this improves your first pass yield. And you know, I mentioned flexible automation. So you can bring robots online faster and be able to apply them and have them do more than one task. Plant simulation. So as you start to lay out a new factory, you're looking at different configurations of your factory. So you're able to simulate all this. And then, as I mentioned, with virtual commissioning of your automation and your simulation... You get to test everything out and verify it so i you know i think really you know as i said we have this complete digital thread it connects really from engineering all the way in your manufacturing and then you bring in your iot as you have data coming off your production line your real production processes you're able to uh, use those insights and improve your production processes with the digital twin and with the digital thread and then finally you know, we're starting to bring a lot more uh, new technology in with uh, you know advanced visualization, with augmented reality, and how you do work instructions, how you help with uh, installing parts, how you locate parts, and then and then also virtual reality. And virtual reality really plays a role as you're setting up your factory and, and looking at it uh, at the beginning. So a lot of a lot of aspects to intelligent manufacturing, a lot going on. But but thinking, it, you know, I, I guess I would summarize it: it, it it's it's looking at the manufacturing environment, the tools and processes they're using, but it's also looking at the people with how do you empower the people that really interact now with this more digital environment.
0: It would be great if you could give our listeners a real-world example of how Siemens is is helping the customer right now, today.
1: I think it's a really cool example. We are working with Navsea shipyards such as Pearl Harbor, to build a digital twin of their maintenance operations for their aircraft carriers, submarines, and surface ships. This digital twin will be used to evaluate new construction and modernization efforts at the shipyards as they are transforming to meet modern mission requirements. Basically, they apply simulation to quantify their investments and to evaluate the impact on their sustainment operations before breaking ground on a new project. We use a model to determine things like optimal travel routes for personnel and material, or to look at new design alternatives for production facilities that support improving the maintenance of those vessels. We can also model constraints such as cranes that would be a potential bottleneck and consider how to optimize their usage and evaluate potential future placement of new cranes. Beyond current maintenance operations, the same digital twin will then be used in perpetuity to provide a digital representation for any process or facility modernizations in the future, people tend to think of a factory when you talk about manufacturing simulation. But when a large surface ship comes in for maintenance, you basically set the factory up around the whole ship. Simulation is playing a big role in improving these operations, and the Navy is currently seeing a lot of benefit from these tools.
0: Well, wow, that's an interesting example. We're near in the end, and before we finish, I. I want to ask you the, the takeaways. What, what, do, what would you like to leave with our listeners?
1: Everyone talks about the factory of the future. And everyone's always talking about the factory of the future if it's something way out in the future. But but I'm going to tell you right now, you can set up your factory of the future today. You know, when we talk about where today meets tomorrow, the technology, tomorrow's technology is available today. And I look at it as it's also setting the foundation for where we're heading in the future. So when we talk about this automation, you know, this simulation, when we're talking about the uh, automation, we're talking about how do we help the technicians be more productive and how do we help them interact with the digital environment better? We're really setting the stage for the future. So not only, you know, we can keep talking about the factory of the future, but a lot of that is, to, is it's available today and it's the foundation for where we're going. So that's the big thing. We really want to help your your programs be on time. You want to execute them on time and on budget. And most importantly, while accelerating your production ramp up. And then I think just the ability with this digital thread and with the information that's available and it's with a digital twin, that the whole portfolio is able to help you capture and reuse your manufacturing best practices and knowledge and be more effective as you go forward.
0: Well, Dale, I'm sorry, but once again, we've run out of time. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I do thank you for a wonderful discussion on intelligent manufacturing.
1: Yeah, no problem, Scott. Again, and and thanks for having me. And we really had a lot of fun talking about all these topics in this in this series. And and you know, manufacturing is always a good, great one to talk about as well.
0: Well, we're honored to have you. Of course, I'd like to extend my many thanks to our listeners. I'm glad you tuned into this podcast. Thank you, listeners. So this concludes our five part series on A and D productivity. Please check out our previous episodes wherever you go to get your podcast downloads. And for more information, you can visit us online at Siemens.com slash PLM slash Aerospace Defense. This is Talking Aerospace Today, and I hope you've enjoyed this bipart part productivity series. Bye for now.